always thankful that God does not give me what I really deserve. Because of his love, his grace, his mercy, and his long suffering, God allows us to stay on earth just a little bit longer. And it's not about staying here longer so that we could get more things done, but it's about staying on earth a little bit longer so that we can get things right with him. If you don't have anything else to be grateful for, you need to be thanking God uh, for the space and time that he gives us to repent and to come back to him. Because I know for a fact that me and you, we both need the blood of Jesus. And if it wasn't for the blood of Jesus, I don't know where we would be right now. But I'm just glad to be here today. I'm glad to see you today, and I'm glad to uh, just be able to be seen today. You know, the older you get, the more you realize that you probably have more time behind you than you do in front of you. So we have to give God the praise and the glory all the time because tomorrow or today is not even promised. I think I want to sing Heaven is on the Other Side before I go ahead and do what I need to do. Can y'all sing one more song? Amen. Amen. And sing Amen. one more song. Jeff, can you sing one more song? Well, at least the brother's not passing out the uh, collection or anything, so I don't have to prolong it. Amen? <laughs> Amen. Heaven's on the other side. Heaven's on the other side. Oh, 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 I will make it. I will make it happen on the sopranos. The side of happens on 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 the side of happens The side of 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 the side Oh, heaven, 
Ezen 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 Well now I'm gonna make it Let's make it heaven's a hollow Well now trials dark on every hand And there's something we don't understand All the ways that God will lead us to that blessing promised land I'm gonna make it Let's make a heaven a home, Lord. Oh, talking about heaven is on the other side, Lord. Oh, heaven is on the other side, Lord. Well, now I'm gonna make it. Let's make a heaven a home, Lord. Also want to uh, reach out to my virtual audience who uh, watches us, whether they watch us live or after our service is over. I just want to uh, appreciate them as well uh, for uh, being a part of what we do here at Lansing Church of Christ. And it is my goal to continue to um, uh, educate us and to enrich us. Uh, in the word of God so that we all can be ready when Jesus comes. Today, I want to talk about why is following Jesus a problem for me? Why is following Jesus a problem for me? And you know, this sermon was inspired by a conversation that I had with my son. Not long ago, he and I were talking in his room. And I, com I consider my son to be, um, he was a pretty good kid. He all right. He's not perfect. He can do a lot of things better. But his imperfections do not keep me from loving him with all my heart. Amen. Amen. But this particular day, I found myself feeling some type of way when he and I talked to one another. I started reminding him about how all the things that I told him, how they came to pass. I brought up how I boost his confidence when his self-assurance is not where it needs to be. I brought up how I told him how certain things would play out and they played out exactly the way I told him that they would. I brought up how I asked him to follow my lead. I said, you know, sometimes you're not going to understand where I'm taking you. But where you're headed, I've already been there. I said, just follow my lead. And I told him that when you follow my lead, you always come out successful. Then I said to him, why is it? 
that every time something new comes up, you doubt me. Why do you continue to question me? How is it that I have a proven track record? <laughs> and it's obvious that I know what I'm talking about, but you still have doubts and a sad continence. I said, how is it that I have never let you down? And you still say, yeah, but when I explained some things to you and how they should be, I looked at them and I said, why is it that when I tell you something, instead of you jumping on top of it and running with it, you hesitate and look at me as if this is something brand new to me. By this time, I was about six inches taller and my voice was elevated a few decibels louder. Then I said, do you know that I am a big part of your success? Why do you doubt me? Why do you question me? I was in my feelings at by this time. So I walked out of the room, shaking my head. I said, that boy must have took out to his mama. Then a light bulb came on. And it occurred to me that we do God the same way. The conversation that I had with my son was so moving that it made me reflect on my spiritual relationship that I have with God. It occurred to me that regardless of how many things that I have contributed to on the behalf of my son's success... He still didn't trust me because something was new to him. He automatically thought that it was too big for me, not realizing that what he was going through, I had been there and done that. But how much different is it when we go to the Lord in prayer? A lot of times we begin to be afraid and we begin to doubt what God told us simply because this is something new to us. And what we do is we look at our own ability instead of believing and trusting in God that God is able to do all things. Sometimes what we would do is we'll look at ourselves and we'll realize that we are not able to do certain things or we think we're not able to do certain things instead of saying I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. It's challenging for us to follow Jesus at all times because we don't fully trust him. I'm going to say it again. It's challenging for us to follow Jesus at all times because we don't fully trust him. Some people put more trust in people with earthly titles than they do in Jesus. Because we can't see how things are going to play out. We often focus on the worst possible outcome. Instead of trusting in the Lord with all our heart and not leaning upon our own understanding. When we lean upon our own understanding, we create some interesting scenarios. We will begin to be afraid of what could happen. When it's possible that what we think will happen won't happen. My son was looking sad and I asked him, why are you sad? He said, because I don't know how things are going to play out tomorrow. I said, why do you focus on what tomorrow is going to bring instead of focusing on what I told you to do today. I told you to do this today, but here it is now. You're sad about what's going to happen tomorrow when tomorrow is not even promised to us. But then I thought about sometimes we can't even focus on what God wants us to do today because we are afraid of what tomorrow is going to hold. But I want you to know, church, that tomorrow just may be the day that God had planned for us to be delivered. But since we are so afraid of tomorrow, we are sad. We are doubting 
We don't want to follow God because we think that tomorrow is going to bring us something that we can't deal with. Sometimes it's challenging to follow God because we don't know how to manage our time wisely. When it comes to sharing our time, we can be some selfish creatures. We want to do things like we want to do them, when we want to do them, how we want to do them, whenever we get a free moment. But where does God fit into our time management? How can we trust God more when we're spending less time with them? Oftentimes we feel that there is simply not enough time in a day to get everything done. We would like to do more things, but we are confined to 24 hours in one day. However, we don't often think about how we truly spend our time during our day. For some people, when God gives them peace and serenity, they use that downtime to start a fight with somebody else about something that doesn't even matter. I know I'm going to be by myself a little bit today, but I came prepared to do that. We are pressed for time, but we'll argue through text, email, or on the phone for hours. We're saying that we don't have enough time, but we find time to talk about foolishness for two, three, four, five hours. Some of us fell asleep on the phone last night talking about something that wasn't worth anything. Why is it a problem for me to follow Jesus? Is it that I think that his power is not strong enough? When God told me that everything was going to be all right, is it that I didn't believe him? Is it that I don't have trust in him? Is it that I listen to what folks say who has a, a, a PhD because they went to school for eight, nine years. Now they tell me something I believe what they said, but I can't open the Bible and encourage myself in the Lord. How is it that I doubt God daily when he continues to bless me daily, although I don't deserve anything, he continues to give me everything. How is it that when I lost my job, I didn't have to go and beg for food because God put food on my table. He put clothes on my back. He sent the right people into my life to help me. Amen. Amen. Why do I doubt him? Why can't I follow him? Am I a big bag of excuses? You know, a lot of times people believe that they have to live right before they die. Have you thought about this? Everybody is not going to be dead when Jesus comes back. You don't have to die. Jesus can come right now. And for some folk who are watching me uh, on, on YouTube right now who know you're supposed to be here yeah I'm talking about you I'm going to put you in my sermon and you make you feel good today you heard that it was supposed to rain and you act like Noah was supposed to come back and build an ark so that you wouldn't drown in the rain do we make excuses or do we really not trust in God isn't it something we'll get a new job making money we don't know what's going to happen from week to week from day to day but we'll sign a mortgage note for 30 years Amen. thinking we got a good job not knowing that it's not the job that's going to help us pay that mortgage it's God that's going to help us pay that mortgage Amen. say it brother Amen. Amen. I, I just want to talk to you a little bit today I don't, I don't have a whole bunch of stuff but I got enough I just want to just talk to my family today 
because I fall into this trap as well. It was so easy and so clear for me to look at my son and say, I don't understand why you don't follow me. I don't understand why you don't look at what I'm telling you. I don't understand why you can't see how I helped you out of all these situations. Why is it that every time something new comes up, you have this doubt, you have this look on your face. Why are you acting like that? Don't you think God feels the same way? Some of us right now, we got good jobs, we make good money, but you can't remember when you were broke? Oh, y'all act like y'all don't know what I'm talking about. We ain't always been going to the restaurants that we go to now. We haven't always been able to eat two pieces of bread. We had to save one for tomorrow. My point is, look at how God has brought us forth. Look at what God has done in our lives. But when things come up in our lives, we still him some of us we are afraid to get on an airplane I ain't flying nowhere if God wanted me to fly he would have gave me wings you afraid to fly not realizing more people die in car crashes See, what you got to understand is God does not have to wait until you get on an airplane to take you out of here. If he wants to, he can cause a plane to drop out the sky and hit your house only. Why do we doubt him? A lot of times we go to people who are scaredy cats. Telling them about a spiritual situation that they don't even know about. How can we go to a heathen and talk about something heavenly? Some things that we need to just take to God in prayer and leave them there. I understand that uh, we all experience temporary faith setbacks. I have experienced a temporary faith setback. But when we realize who God is and who we are in God, when we fall back, we need to get back up. And keep walking like we are children of God. Somebody in here right now, you are scared to death. Nerves all messed up. They say they got a layoff happening tomorrow. And Christy told me that my name may be on the list. How much money did you have before you went to that job? You know, I've learned this. If your name is going to be on the list, it doesn't matter how you sit up all night long and cry. You can call everybody that you know. You can tell them, I got this brand new house. I got this brand new car. I just bought this brand new suit, this brand new dress. I just got married. My kid just came. They always hungry. How can I lose my job? And you'll still go to work. And your name is still on the list. Instead of being afraid, we need to go to God and talk to God. Amen. Tell God what's on your mind. Tell him it's nothing wrong, Brother Houston, with telling God, Lord, I'm afraid. I got some stuff that I'm dealing with that my mind can't comprehend, that my mind, I can't wrap my mind around it. I got some things going on in my life, Lord, that I need you to help me with. But sometimes when it comes to Jesus, we are just a bunch of excuses. I can't do more for the Lord because I don't have enough time. But I find time to do what I need to do for myself. Are y'all all right with you? All right with this type of preaching? And, and now and then we need to talk like this. Isn't it something that we don't have time to pray because we're running to work? We're, we're going here, we're doing this. But when something goes wrong with your body, in the name of Jesus, we find time to get on our knees. Why can't we find time when God has us on the mountaintop? Amen. When everything is rolling good, when money is rolling in, why can't we find time to just say, Lord, I thank you. And there's another thing. Why do we always have to go to God in prayer about what we need? What's wrong with saying, Lord, I just want to walk and talk with you today. I just want to say thank you for what you gave me. Thank you for what you're doing in my life. Why can't we thank him sometimes? How would you like if someone called you and every time they called you, Y'all completing my sentences up here. 
You know what they want. And you know what you will start to do when you see that number on your call ID. I ain't got no money. I ain't got no time. What I'm trying to say is, let's give God some praise. You know, sometimes we wake up with stomach aches and we wake up with headaches and we still put on our clothes and we still come out here and we still do what we need to do. Look, when you're not feeling your best, and whether it's physically or mentally, but when God allows you to get into his house, folks, you have to tell you, can you quiet that singing down? Can you stop praising him so much? Because when God gives you the opportunity to give him the praise, you need to take that opportunity because you never know when you're going to get another one. It's about trusting in the Lord with all of our heart. I got a, I got a scripture that I want to go to. Brother Dion, are you with me? Got you, brother. I want to go to Luke chapter number nine. That's right after Mark and before John. Luke chapter number nine. I want to look at verse number 57. Luke 9 and 57. The Bible says what? Now it happened as they journeyed on the road. As they journeyed on the road. That someone said to him. Someone said to him. Lord. Lord. I will follow you wherever you go. Lord, wherever you go, I'm going to follow you. Keep going. And Jesus said to him. Keep going. Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests. But the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. Sometimes when you follow God, you may end up in a place that you don't want to be. But even if it's a place that you don't want to be, it's the right place for you to be. Do you understand that? Every time you follow God, he's not going to take you directly to your blessing. Sometimes God is going to take the scenic route. Sometimes he's going to allow us to go through some things, to grow us, to grow our faith, to shape who we are in him before he delivers our blessing. So he's letting them know, look, let me tell you something. You know, you, you, you may not get what you're, what you're looking for, but I'm going to give you what you need. Keep going. Then he said to another. Then he said to another. Follow me. Follow me. But he said. But what did he say? He said, Lord. Let me first go and bury my father. I got something to do. Hold on, Dion. Don't read them up. Jesus said, come and follow me. Come on. He said, look, let me go do something for myself. I need to go bury my father. Keep going. Jesus said to him. He said to him. Let the dead. Bury their own dead. Let the dead bury their own dead. Keep going. Will you go and preach the kingdom of God. Keep going. And another also said. Another also said. Lord. Lord. I will follow you. I'm going to follow you. But let me first go and bid them farewell who are at my house. But let me do something for myself first. Let me go bid the ones farewell. Now isn't it something? Why would you want to go and, and tell somebody goodbye when Jesus is telling you come on? The whole point of this is, a lot of times, when we need to be following Jesus, we're doing things for our self-gratification. We're, th we're doing things that make us happy. Would it make you happy just following Jesus alone by yourself? How about when God blesses you by yourself? How about if there's five people sitting in the room with you and everybody get bad news but you? Are you going to say, well, Lord, take my good news back? Everybody that Jesus said follow me to, they had something more important to do. I'm going to stand on my soapbox. As much as we sin, as much as we don't do what we're supposed to do and come up short, how is it that so many people just struggle to give God one day out of the week. Lord, I want you to wake me up tomorrow and start me on my way. I want to be able to remember the things that I need to know. I want to put on my own clothes, drive my own car. I want to make it to wherever I'm going. But I can't make it Sunday Because Tommy is having a Tupperware party. But I swear for God that I'll be there next Sunday. What is more important than giving God the praise? Amen. Nothing. Nothing. Are you understanding what I'm saying here? Amen. 
Jesus said, come on. And these people said, well, look, let me go do something else. In other words, let me make you second priority. Even put a dead man over Jesus. My second point. People find it difficult to follow Jesus because they must do something for themselves first. Following Jesus is not always our highest priority. And it's amazing how we will find ourselves putting others over Jesus. And Jesus has given us everything that we need. Sometimes people will put other folk over Jesus that they don't even dig. I can't go to worship because I got to do something for a person that I don't really like, but I don't want them to know I don't really like them, so I'm going to do it anyway. Somebody say, why is he preaching this today? I'm going to tell you why I'm preaching it today. Because the devil gets us so wrapped up into our everyday routine. And a lot of times we just forget and we are slack when it comes to saying, Lord, I thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Think about it. Why is Jesus the person that we talk to when we lay in the bed? Why can't we talk to Jesus before we go to bed. Folk looking at me like I don't know what I'm talking about. How many times have you been praying to God and started dreaming? You've never done that before? I've done that before. I'm praying to God all of a sudden I'm in the Bahamas. Because I've done everything else during the day that I wanted to get accomplished. And now I'm giving Jesus the last 30 seconds of the oxygen that I have in my brain. Why couldn't I have just said, and, and I know some people think, well, I, I talked to Jesus the last, uh, as the last person. I, I ain't what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about. When you talk to him, talk to him like you talk to that chick that you're trying to get to. You wide awake. And then if they ask you how you sleep, uh-uh. <laughs> Stand up on your feet sometimes. When you can't, when you, you know, when you get in the bed and you lay down, you're in a comfortable position. Why do Jesus got to get those last 30 seconds? Why can't you say, Lord, you brought me a mighty long way. I was on the train today. Nothing happened to me. I got off, got home. My house was in good shape. Amen. Amen. My kids came home from school. Amen. Lord, I want to just praise you. Thank you, Jesus. But instead, we'll wait until we get in the bed and start sleeping. Giving him the sleepy talk. I wish I had a witness up in here. Do I have one up in here? Okay, okay. I, I, need, I just need one. If I got one, I can keep going. like this because I'm a real cat people play God like he's a light switch when they want him they flick him on when they've done and got all they need out of him they turn him back off they think Jesus is like a trophy they put him on a shelf stay here and look pretty till I get back but what I'm trying to tell you is all this stuff is the trick of the enemy. You know, you can't expect to go in God's house and every message is going to make you get up and run and fall all on the floor and foam at the mouth. Sometimes we got to get some instruction. How is it that God wants us? You know, if, 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 if I was dating a woman and every time she called me, she sleep. We going to break up. Because I need to find somebody who can stay awake while they're talking to me. Maybe you're born. <laughs> We're getting there. We're getting there. What is it that makes us put things over God 
when God is the source, not the resource, but he is the source of all of our resources. Amen. <clears throat> Today is not a day for me to come and just preach and for you to hear. I want you to have an aha moment. All of us are guilty of putting insignificant things before Christ. We're all guilty of doing this at some point in our walk. But if we trust God more, and if we want to trust him more, we need to spend more time with him. Go to Deuteronomy. I'm going to go to Deuteronomy. We're almost out of here. Deuteronomy chapter number 30. Sean, I may need you to grab a mic and just say amen and nine then. <laughs> Deuteronomy chapter number 30. Verse number six, what does it say, D? And the Lord your God. The Lord your God. Will circumcise your heart. He will circumcise your heart. And the heart of your descendants. And the heart of your descendants. Keep going. To love the Lord your God. See, God has to do something to our hearts to do what? To love. Keep going. The Lord your God. The Lord your God. With all your heart. With all your heart. With all your soul. With all your soul. That you may live. That you may live. Did you not know that God has to circumcise your heart? In order for you to love him the way you need to love him. In order for me to treat God right. In order for me to do the things that I need to do for God. I need God's help to circumcise my heart. Why? Because in my heart everything that needs to be done is all about me, 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 me. Now some of y'all looking at me like I don't know what I'm talking about. And you've been looking at me like that. So I'm going to give you an example. And this is why I love teaching. Because when you can't get it from the Bible, I take it to the street. The Lord teaches us to be celibate prior to marriage. What do we do? Hold on. Hello. Testing one, two. Y'all hear me? Y'all yeah. hear me out there? Yeah. If you hear me, somebody just raise their hand. Let me know if you hear me. Oh, okay, you can hear me out there. Okay. God teaches us to be celibate prior to marriage. But what do we do? We drink the milk before we buy the cow. But we expect to be successful. How can we expect to have a successful relationship when we're doing it like the devil wants us to do it? You know, I knew I was going to have some young children in here because I want to talk to them because for some of us, is, uh, this is too late. <laughs> Real talk. Think about it. People say, look, I got to test drive the car before I get it because, hey, you know what? Hey, I need to make sure that me and this person, we are uh, compatible on an intimate level. Now, when you think about that, why would you say that? I'm going to tell you why you said that. You said it because you turned out. You've always, you've already been in so many intimate relationships that now you have something to compare it to. If you did it like Jesus said to do it, you would be compatible because neither one of you would know what you're doing. Amen. Amen. Say it, brother. Say but now when we get married, we want to have a pole hanging down. Why folk acting like they don't know what I'm talking about? The groom turns into Tarzan right away. You know why? Because we have been so consumed with ourselves. I got to get mad. Have you ever thought about this? If you're dating right now. Well, first of all, let me get back to the young folk who ain't messed up. Don't have sex before you're married. Take it from me. Sex will ruin the way you perceive things. Amen. 
Amen. It'll turn a gorilla into a goddess. I'm trying to get out of here. There are people who've made decisions based upon the dopamine that they receive. It wasn't based upon love. But they didn't want nobody else to get that good loving that they were getting. Then when they got together, they realized that that good loving wasn't about nothing. Dion, are you, are you following me? You, you, you looking like you halfway with me. Okay, this is what I'm trying to get to. I, I picked this example because to me it's, 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 it's paramount that we understand why do we have to have relations before marriage? You know who we do it for? We don't do it for God. Who do we do it for? Myself. Before I follow you, God, let me get mine. Then, oh, here comes a baby. Oh, got to be more careful. Now I got to get married because I don't want to have a baby out of red. Like, I don't want nobody calling my baby no type of bastard or nothing like that. That's in the Bible. You can look it up. And then, so now, I'm getting married to somebody that I really don't even know. All I know is they know how to make me feel good. And I know how to make them feel good. So young folk, keep your virginity. When people laugh at you, you keep laughing too. Because you don't have nothing to worry about when it comes to that. You ain't got to worry about nothing. Keep your virginity. I can't believe you 18 years old and you're a virgin. Yep. And until God sends me who I'm going to have, I'm going to continue to be a virgin. You Amen. can't miss nothing that you ain't never had. Amen. 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 But after we get it, Huh? After we get it, we become the freak of the week. It will entrap us. That baby know what's up. She like, these grown folks are so silly. Selfishness will make you get up out your bed at 3.30 in the morning. No, you got to be at work at 6. You tired? Nope. You ready? Yep. Dion, you're, you're making me nervous. But this is a way, think about it. When we wanted God to deliver us out of singleness into a good relationship, we started off with being selfish. Then when we wanted to get married, we wanted a church wedding. Are y'all understanding what I'm saying? Now, I'm not just coming out on focus. Guess what? I did it. But if I had to do it all over again, there are some women that I met in the past, I would run from them. What about you, Jeff? <laughs> I'm almost there, y'all. I'm almost there. So now I'm going back to my other folk. You thought I forgot about you, but I didn't. You in love, you single. Stop having sex. Did, did you hear that? Now, I don't know everything in the Bible, but I think I can say this. I've never read where love is contingent upon relations you can love without having relations amen. Amen. 
So if you want a good man, if you want a good woman, stop being selfish. Keep everything pulled up. And stop having sex. Maybe I should preach up here. I'm coming out of the audience, folks looking at me like. Think about what I'm saying. Look how Satan has tricked us. He makes us believe that we got to give ourselves to people who we want to marry. That is not God's order. Why do you think so many messed up marriages occur? We've been getting it in so much, we didn't even realize we didn't even know each other. If you want to hear somebody lie, break them off. But when they ain't getting none, they're going to tell you how they really feel. I'm almost out of here, y'all. Y'all got to help me. Brother Hogue, am I telling the truth? Brother Hogue is what we call a retired player from the Himalayas. That's why when I preach about this, he'd be like, ah, say it. Because he know it's true. He know it's true. You ever, you ever check him out how he do his woman? She ain't here, I can talk about it. You ever check him out how he do it? He be in the hall. That brother Ho got some age on him. He still be in the hallway looking at like, come here, guy. That boy got some skills. And I'm following in his footsteps. But my point is, you guys, what I want to just bring to our attention, why is it so hard for us just to follow God? We want the right outcome, but we continue to follow Satan. I'm closing. Somebody said, thank you, Jesus. Come close and listen. My last point. Someone in here is not saved because they are not baptized. Someone in here is baptized, but they are not saved. Let me explain this. There is an order when it comes to following Jesus. Some folk don't understand this, and so we're going to make it plain. Let's go over to Luke. Chapter 9, we should be there. Verse number 23. What does it say, Brother Dion? Then he said to them all. Then he said to all of them. If anyone desires to come after if, me. If you have a desire to come after me, to follow me, keep going. Let him deny himself. First of all, what you got to do is put yourself second. Now, just hold on. Look what the Lord says. If you have a desire to come after me, you are going to have to automatically, number one, this is the first thing you have to do. Put yourself second mm -hmm. to me. God said, I have to be first because I am the leader. At no point would Jesus ever follow us. If we want to be with Jesus, we're going to have to follow him or we ain't going to be together. Amen. Amen. Are y'all understanding this? Amen. Keep going. And take up his cross. Take daily. up your cross. What is your cross? Anything that burdens you. Anything that you have that may be a desire that you have that you don't want to get rid of. That sin that so easily besets you. Whatever your cross is. Jesus said take up your cross. Keep going. And follow me. And follow me. Whatever it is. Don't tell me Lord I'm going to come to you when I get my life together. Lord as soon as I stop smoking this stuff. I'm going to come to you Lord as soon as I stop being a drunk. I'm going to come. Lord, the Lord said no, no, no. It's not like that. I don't need you to tell me what you're going to do. What I need you to do is to deny yourself. If you like to drink, put me first. Stop drinking. If you like to lie, put me first. Stop lying. Deny yourself. Even if it hurts. You've heard me say this before. When we're following Jesus, do you know when you truly, truly follow Jesus, you're going to shed some tears one day. You're going to shed some tears because there are going to be some things that you want to do. And the only reason why you don't do them is because of Jesus. You know, I like to keep it 100. As a minister, I remember things back in the past and everything that I did in the past wasn't a bad thing to me. 
Some of those things look intriguing. And the only reason why I can't go back is not because I can't go back. It's not because I just didn't want to go back. It's because of Jesus. But if you don't have God in your life and you don't put God first, you will always put something that you like more over him. That's why people don't get baptized. Haven't you heard I ain't ready yet? Haven't you heard uh, 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 I'm just letting God deal with me right now? What does that mean? Jesus said if you want to, if you got the desire, if you know you should be with me, deny yourself. Take up your cross. Whatever is on your mind, whatever is holding you down, pick that stuff up. I got what you need. And come on and follow me. Keep going. For whoever desires to save his life. But if you desire to save your life, you want to do what you want to do. You want to kick it the way you want to kick it. Keep going. We'll lose it. You're going to lose your life. Yeah. This thing is temporal. You know, if you stay uh, in certain areas where there are busy streets, you will always see a hearse. You know why? Because folk are dying every day. And I'm starting to realize no matter how I like to kick it, how much kicking it may be fun, at some point in all of our lives, kicking it is going to be kicked out. This is all temporal what we're looking at. Keep reading. But whoever loses his life. But when you lose your life, in other words, when you deny yourself, when you deny the things that you want to do first, when you put God before yourself, keep going. For my sake. For my sake. We'll save it. You're going to save your life. God said, I'm going to give you eternal life. If you give me your life, I'll trade your life for eternal life. Amen. Keep going. For what profit is it? But what profit is it? To a man. To a man. If he gains the whole world. If he gains the whole world. If God, if, 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 you were to, if you were able to get all the money that you could, go every place you ever wanted to go, people waiting on you hand and foot, you got all the women you want, all the men you want, whatever you wanted, you got it. God said, what, what does it profit a man if he what? Gains the whole world and do what? And is himself destroyed or lost. And you lose your soul. Why is it so hard for me to follow God? It's because I put me first. Some of us can follow God or we strive to follow him until we get angry, until we get blessed, until we get money, until we get insufficient funds, until we get confident in the flesh, until we get doubtful, until we get knowledge, until we get egotistical, until we get fearful, until we get haters in our lives, until we get jealous, until we get lonely, until we get a woman, until we get a man, until we get trouble, until we get unfavorable results, until we get success, until we get phony friends in our lives, until we get worried, until we get happy. So many things happen. We will put all these things before Jesus. Think about it. Some folk, when they don't have a job, they will be here all the time. And as soon as God bless them to get a job, you won't see them no more. Some folk, when they're going through health problems and God heals them, while they're going through the health problems, they'll be praying to Jesus. Then when Jesus heals them, they go back to what they were doing. This is because we are selfish creatures. You know, Brother Hutton used to say, it may not be what you want to eat, but this is what the cook got for you today. Amen. This is real, Brother Houston. This is real. At the end of the day, folk like, man, he don't know what he's talking about. I'm finna go out and I'm finna be on this. You go be on that. But at the end of the day, if you don't have Jesus, you don't have nothing. Amen. We got to start putting Jesus first. He's not going to settle for second. I don't care how big of a player you are. You ain't going to play Jesus. If he can't be number one in your life, he will not settle for number two. Jesus said, come get me when you're ready. I'm done. But I'm going to turn the question. Why is it a problem to follow Jesus for me? Why is it a problem? Why do I have problems following 
Jesus. Is it because I don't trust him? Is it because he doesn't have what I need? Or is it because I'm so selfish, I want to do me first. And then when I have some time, if I have some time, I give him what's left over. I just want you to think about it today. Not only you, I got to think about it too. Ain't God good to us? He's good to us. So why ain't he first? Why ain't he first? We get a job, make more money. The first thing we want to do is go out and buy something bigger. Did Jesus get a raise? I'm just keeping it 100. I ain't coming down there. I'm just keeping it 100. Did Jesus get a raise? Now I can afford that Benz I always wanted. I'm, I'm getting that. I'm getting that. You go there, you find out that you really can't afford it, but you're going to get it anyway. If I got to eat hot dogs on Fridays, I'm getting that Benz. And then come to the Lord house and throw in a fin. You know, the church is supposed to be uh, self-sufficient. When our air conditioning system went out, we weren't supposed to have folk at the light saying, our church need money because we need a new air conditioning system. We're supposed to give. When God blesses us, that money ain't just for us to go out and buy a 6,000 square foot crib. It's to bless him with too. Give him what he deserves. We fly and we go places and we land and we're safe and we go to different places, eat food prepared by people that we don't even know. We don't get sick. We take medicine, uh, prescriptions that we can't even pronounce what the word is, can't even read it, but we go get it. We don't research it. We take it. We feel good. Who do you think allowed that to happen? God did. And let me tell you something. Me and Dion can be suffering from the same thing. We can take the same medicine. It can make him well and kill me. So even when we take medication, who do you think allowed the medicine to work? God. Let me tell you something. If it ain't for Jesus, that medicine is going to be like eating Tic Tacs. Amen. Amen. Say it, brother. We got to put them first. We got to give them more time. Amen. We got to build a, a, a stronger relationship with him. The more time we spend with God, the more we trust him. Amen. And the more we obey him. Amen. Amen. Was I clear today? Y'all understand what I'm saying today? Amen. Listen, if you, and, and, and understand this. Understand this. It's time out. For that old school stuff that we used to talk about and everybody going to hell. I ain't even coming like that because, as Paul would say, I was one of the chief of sinners. I understand how I feel to kick it. And now and then, I have to tie my shoes together so I won't go out to kick it. Because I know how it feels. But I also know that when I leave here, I want to go to heaven. Amen. 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 Think about it. Those of us who are a little older... You don't feel like you felt 40 years ago. Folk like, I feel great. You may feel great, but you don't feel like you felt 40 years ago. We get out the bed. We used to hop out the bed, run, go eat some hot Cheetos and eat some banana pudding and drink a pop all in the morning. Do that now. <laughs> Acid reflux going to come up. Arthritis won't let you get up out the bed. You know what I'm talking about. What I'm saying is we got to put more time into God because time is running out. And when God comes down, we want to go up. If you're not baptized, you feeling me.
You know what I'm talking about. Quit saying you don't get yourself together. You've been lying so long. If you can get yourself together, why you need Jesus? Come and give God a chance. Just come and get baptized. Wash away your sins in the name of Jesus. If you're here today and you know you ain't been giving God the time he need, look, don't, don't, don't walk out of here feeling like, man, I feel real bad. Listen, be happy that you alive and you heard a word that can help you be a better Christian today than you were yesterday. It ain't about you feeling bad. It's about you being grateful that God didn't take you out when he could have. Give him the joy. Give him the praise. God, you're good. Everything is good. Do you want Jesus today? Amen. If you know that you've been selfish, and maybe you can't even break the habit, come on and ask for prayer. This is what I like about Lansing. You know, it's not about trying to put on a show for nobody, D. Because at the end of the day, when I go home, I got to deal with me. Amen. It ain't Amen. about how you see me. It's about how God sees me. Amen. Amen. And if I need prayer, I'm going to ask for some prayer. Matter of fact, pray for me. Call my name out. I'm not beyond needing prayer. What I'm saying is we have to shed that selfish way about ourselves. We all got it, y'all. It's in our DNA. We're naughty by nature. It's in us. We got to shed that so that we can give God what he deserves. And when I say give God the praise, I'm not saying you have to stand up and clap when you sing. It's beyond that. Giving God the praise is acting like you are a child of God wherever you are. If you know you need prayer or if you need to be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of your sins today, you need to come on down here. You hear, you believe, you repent, you confess, and you be baptized. I've said enough. I've said what I had to say. I hope it resonates in your heart. I just want you to think about this on the way home. Think about it tomorrow. Just, just meditate on the word. Look how Jesus was saying, come follow me. And everybody had an excuse why they couldn't go. They telling him, hold up. Who, how are you going to tell Jesus to hold up? I'll be back. Hold up. Come on down right now. God gave us all an opportunity. He put a sermon on my mind through a conversation I had with my son. I'm talking about school, and then all of a sudden, Jesus popped in my head. I'm coming down on him, and I'm like, hey, I'm just as guilty because here I am doing the Lord the same way. God has delivered me out of so many things and then soon something else come up, I'm just buckling at the knees. How is that? And some of us right now, we are bag of nerves. We worry. We worried about if we're going to be able to get out of here today. I don't know. They, I don't know what's going to happen. They say it's going to rain. Oh, Lord, I can't. You know I can't drive in the rain. Quit work. Is it raining now? You know what I'm talking about. And if it is raining, trust him that you're going to get home safely. Amen. Amen. Trust him. Say it, brother. Let's stay seated today. Who's singing? What you got for me? I'm glad I know you. If you know you need prayer and you don't want to walk down today, just, just stand up as we sing. But if you do want to walk down, you come down. If you need to be baptized, you walk down. I just wanted you to Amen. feel me today because I feel me today. Some things need to shift in our lives. We got to put God first. We got to stop letting folk come over our house when it's time for us to go to service and they keep us at home. We got to let them know either you're going to have to go with me or you're going to have to leave because, you know, you don't like everybody staying at your crib when you ain't there. Or you're going to have to leave and come back when I get back. But I got to go give God the praise because he's been so good to me. <laughs> Young ladies, your boyfriend ain't going to like me. But invite them to church next week. Tell them, I can't break you off no more. He's going to say, why? Because pastor said, I got to put God first. And if he doesn't understand, tell him you understand why he don't understand. That's why he need to come to church to get a clear understanding. Amen. Young men, go home and tell her, hey, can't spin you like I used to no more. Why? Because pastor said, I can't do it like that. Let's put him first. How about this? Let's practice putting Jesus first and see what happens. Is that fair? Give it to us, Jeff. 
I'm glad I know you. I'm glad you know me. We praise our God. We praise our God. We're one big family. One family. Sing again.